When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Detroit Kool-Aid, what's going on everybody? We were away last week, holiday weekend, July 4th. We are back and we, just like every week, we are going to dive right into some football talk here. So I got Grifka on the other end of the line. Grifka, what's going on, man? Same old, same old, man. What's up with you? Another day, another day. We're uh, glad to be talking some football. And, man, we are a couple weeks away from training camp, man. Can you believe that? Getting close, man. Getting excited. Getting real excited. <laughs> that is just the best to go down to Allen Park and, and see this football team come together both there and in the preseason and then uh, kick the real games off in September. So uh, everybody out there, Kool-Aid cast today, we are getting down to the dollars and cents of the NFL. We are going to start a little series here. We're going to talk about one offensive group and one defensive group. And instead of just talking all players and this, that, and the other, we're going to talk about um, who's playing at that position, what their contract looks like, probably dip into their ages a little bit, and then kind of look at how does this shake out when it comes to roster construction, who's a great um, deal in regards to their contract, who is a guy that we might need to think about moving on from here in the next uh, f- near future, next year or two. So, um, you know, it's just something over the last couple of years. I know Grifka, I sent him uh, some things and we kind of been looking in, but the last couple of years I really dove deep into some of these numbers. And it's uh, when it comes down to both your contract and how old you are, those are two really important things in the league. And then the third thing, of course, is can you play? And if you got three of those all going for you, if you're on a great contract, you're young and you can make plays, they're going to keep you around. If you don't, you might be looking for a job or working at Mickey D's before you know it. So Grifka, are you ready? Yeah, let's get this started, man. Everybody, we're going to dive into running backs here right off the bat. I know we've talked about running backs in the past, just about general players and some of our general takes, but today we want to talk about all the things I mentioned. So Griff could, looking at um, kind of the, the roster along with these contracts, the first name I've got on the list here is Theo Riddick. Theo uh, signed a three-year, $11.5 million deal um, here recently, his uh, contract expires in 2020, and he's set to make 3.8 mil this year at 27 years of age. What are you thinking about Theo in regards to those numbers and what he brings to the table? Uh, with those numbers, with the contract he signed, what he brings to the table, that that is a great price range for what he brings to this team. I mean, I know he was he can't be a workhorse, but still, I mean, he can. Uh, he, he, he can't go through the tackles every once in a while, but he pass blocks really well. He catches the ball out of the backfield really well. I mean, this is a guy, I think he's a necessity to the team, especially at that uh, price range and that age. I still think based on what they've tried, I mean, I know at times they've tried to make him the feature, but it just doesn't work out. The guy still has plenty of tread left on the tires. And based on his age, like you said, his contract, you know, he's through 2020. 
I, I wouldn't walk away from this guy anytime soon. This would be a guy that I would definitely like try to keep on to the, to the end of the contract, depending on where he's at, what he's been doing. Maybe, you know, I don't want to talk extension because that's still a couple years away. You need something you'd have to worry about. But this isn't a guy like based on what they have coming in, who's on the team now. I wouldn't even look at the guy as a possible pra- uh, trade, you know, piece or anything like that. I like where he's at. I like his contract. Um, I, I love what he does. I've told you before in past years, I always thought he was the best running back on the team. I'm not saying that now, but I like where he's at and I'd keep this guy. All right, Grifco on previous podcasts, we've joked about, you've got some taglines and some funny things that you bring to the table here on the podcast. And uh, I want to break out one of my favorite taglines uh, right now, okay. which is, I'm going to have to fight you, Grifka, right off the bat. <laughs> this is usually what happens the first time uh, you reply to one of my questions here. So let me start off by saying I love Theo. Theo is one of my guys. Theo uh, is a dynamic pass catcher. But when I looked at this number and I thought, okay, it's 2018, 2019, and 2020. This guy's making anywhere from three, and that's going to escalate it up to four, you know, probably four and a half towards the end of this deal. I'm a little shaky on it. Like to me, Theo Riddick, he's a, he's a scat back pass catcher. We tried him to run him the last year or so when we had no one else and he really didn't pop off the page. Now, does he make some great um, touchdowns inside the 20, you know, when he's given the football? Yes. Has he ever made any real huge plays that I can remember just jumped off the page? Not too many. And four million bucks, if you look at NFL running backs, I know I'm going to kind of give you a little bit of schooling here in some of these contracts, but when you look at 3.8, you think it's good maybe compared to other leagues and other sports, but really 3.8 at the running back position. I mean, Carlos Hyde got five this last year, and I mean, people were like, wow, that's a pretty hefty good number. I think the top running back maybe makes eight, nine at the most. So Theo's in the middle of the pack, and I don't know if I'd put him there as far as running backs, overall talent, or just where you want to allocate your money. So I love the player. I don't love the money so much. I'd like the age 27. Give me another year or two of him. I'm fine with that. Um, But he is creeping up towards that 30 number. So Grifka, I just presented my case that uh, I like Theo. I like what he brings, but he's on my radar as far as a guy that you got to watch out for as far as his number in the next year or so of could be i mean it's weird he could be a cap casualty at nearly four mil there if he doesn't produce the way we hoped or maybe this new coaching staff needs to use him differently but i i'm a little bit on the other side of the coin even though like i say one of my favorite players on the team and i really hope they split him out use him all over the field catching but if he's going to play a part-time role and make four million and creep up to 30 in the next year or two mm, that's not good so um that that's my take on Theo. Let's move on real quick to a guy who's on a total other end of the spectrum. A guy that we took in the second round, traded up to get him. Carry on Johnson, 21 years old, everybody out there. Um, he is locked up till 2022 at only 1.5 million per. So he's, this is why you build through the draft, Grifka. Before I get your reply, I'm just going to tell you again, when everybody says you have to, build through the draft to win in the NFL. It's because you get guys like this for four years, six and a half million bucks. I mean, are you kidding me? Pay this guy a mill or two for the next four or five years. That's how you win championships. So if carry on's everything he, everything we hope he is, 
that's going to be a great piece to have. I love the age. I love the contract number, and I love what he brings to the table. What are you saying? I'm with you on that. Um, rookie contracts are the greatest thing in the world, man. I mean, you always hear those things like, oh, this team's doing this or so great with this when they have a bunch of guys with their rookie contracts and low contracts like that. This guy could definitely be a key piece to this offense for a number of years to come. My biggest thing is with rookie running backs, we always hear about those. We always see about those. We always see those ones that are supposed to be all, you know, wonderful, you know, great. They turn out maybe be a flash in the pan. They show a little bit here or there, but they can never really put anything together. Now, recently, it seems like we've had some rookie running backs, you know, Leonard Fournette, Elm Kamara, Kareem Hunt have really jumped off the page and put up some good numbers. Am I hoping that out of carry on Johnson? Definitely. I really am. Do I think he can be as good as those guys? <laughs> no, but, the, but, uh, <laughs> but I, of course I love his contract. I love if, if they're going to use them, you know, you know, expect them. If they're going to use them, like everybody's expecting them to be used, maybe not be the workhorse right, right out of the gate, but you know, maybe, you know, quarter into the season, third of the way of the season, he starts taking more carries away from, um, like Eric Blunt. Yes, then definitely. I mean, this is a guy that's going to, should be around for a long time, but, um, once again, just an unknown commodity being a rookie. And the craziest thing about the NFL, Grifka, is that like back when the Lions were picking in the top five every year, when the contracts were ridiculous for rookies, yeah, that killed you when you busted somebody out. But now everybody talks about like, oh, in the first, second, third, fourth round, you have to hit. Like in my opinion, I almost be swinging for the fences in these first few rounds because – Let's say Kerryon Johnson somehow gets hurt or isn't what we hope he is. Like you're not even losing anything at that point, you know. You're losing a a couple million bucks and a and a and a high draft pick. But to me, you're not getting killed like you were back when you're guaranteeing. What did what Stafford get? Seventy million on his rookie deal guaranteed. I mean, yeah, you miss on that, you're basically done, which we did a lot of times back in the <laughs> early two thousands. Yeah, and. uh now it's almost like it doesn't matter. I don't know what these rookie deals or what the owners, how they got this amazing setup. But, man, you get these guys at such a cheap price. And, man, do I love the age of 21. I mean, when I look at the draft now, that's one of the first things I look at, especially at this type of position. You know how short the the lifespan is of a running back. So when I see a 21-year-old guy coming from the SEC that has been a workhorse, but like you said, doesn't even need to be one here, can just be a peace player at that number for that long. Woo, man, I I hope he's going to be all he's cracked up to be. And even if he's not, I know he's a great chess piece with all those things going in his favor. So love carry on this year and think that uh, he can be an absolute beast. Moving on. This is one of your favorites, Griffin. No, actually, this is a guy that I've tried to stand up for and a guy that, man, I still see some glimpses, but we're going to talk him through right now. And that's Amir Abdullah, 25 years old. Back when he was a rookie, signed a four-year, $4 million deal. I think we got him in the mid to late second round there. Again, I think on a trade-up. And uh, so he's around only a million bucks this year and uh, free. After this year, he's free. Uh, so uh, give me your quick take, Grifka, and then I'll, I'll give you my thoughts on Amir. You, you said quick take, correct? I just want to make sure we got this right, because here's my quick take. Trade piece. It's on you. All right. Thank you. Uh, we have <laughs> okay, talked about go. that in the past. Here you go. A little more. I'll give you a little more. I'm just messing with you. Um, based, I'd, To be honest with you, the running backs I see on this roster, the guy's been given his chance. At this point, I don't care what he makes and like how little he's worth. I've, I'm reading spots where he's going to be like, uh, he's going to be like a kickoff returner. I'm like, 
I don't know. I don't even know how great that is. The guy's had fumble problems, man. That's this guy streaming down the field at you, and you're expecting this guy to hold on to the ball. You know, so if they're planning on using him as a kick returner to try to get him on the field and use his agility and speed, I don't, I don't really see him coming out of the backfield at all. So for, like, what he makes, trade this guy for a sixth-round, seventh-round pick. That's that's my take. That's on you. Mm. Okay. Again, got to fight you. I, I don't agree. I'm looking at this number, and – um, we need some depth at the running back position. This guy has never really made the type of plays and, and put up the numbers at all that we had hoped. He makes a million dollars, Grifka. He's 25 years old. He can catch and he can run, and he was productive in college. In my opinion, I don't mind keeping that guy as my third, fourth, even fifth running back on this football team, even if he's returning kicks, um, an occasional scat pass out of the backfield a swing route to me he's almost too good to let go unless somebody comes clamoring like hmm I don't know Buffalo Um, (laughs) they could come calling and uh, I would be glad to deal him up hey Buffalo now that I got you over the barrel how about I might take a fourth fifth you know and be happy with that but just giving him away for sixth seventh I mean I'm not a fan of that because as long as his head is on straight which I don't know that it is I'm totally fine just to keep him as depth, injury insurance, and a guy that people still have to worry about a little bit. I mean, I saw a few glimpses last year. I thought, man, why doesn't this guy make plays? And it was mostly because he can't break a tackle and he he can't hold on to the football, as you said. And he's just never made a dynamic play. I can't tell you a 50-yard run this guy's ever had. Maybe one that I can remember. So even though I'm saying all that on his production, based on the – age of the player, the upside of the player, the contract of the player, and the fact that if we keep him around and we don't have any bad injuries and he doesn't play much and he's gone next year, then he's gone next year. So Amir Abdullah, I'm keeping around unless somebody comes calling. And before you know it, there's going to be more injuries and more issues in the NFL. So I'd love to see him get a chance somewhere else if we can get something for him or keep him here for depth. So that's my take. Oh, no, man. I'm trading that guy for a bag of magic beans. That's all there is to it. I don't care his price tag. Guy's had his chance. Mm. See you later, Holmes. Time to See, that's where you don't get it, Grifka. You don't get the dollars and cents, bro. It's all about what you make, your age, and why are we going to cut a guy loose? What's a sixth, seventh rounder going to get you, Grifka, when maybe mid-year your boy Theo's hurt, you know, uh, LeGarrette Blunt realizes he's 31, (laughs) and then what? (laughs) And then you got a seventh rounder and you're sitting there going, oh, I wish maybe Amir could have done something, but you dealt him away for beans. Hey, wait, like you said, I wish Amir would have done something. Even if he was on the team, I'd still be saying, hey, I wish Amir would have been able to do something. He's been there before. We, We put our faith in this guy before and something always turns up. He gets hurt by a stiff breeze. Um, you know, some guy like slaps the ball out of his hand and he's chasing it around. You know, like you said, he goes down easier than Kevin Smith. It, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's just, but Grifka, what you don't realize is like, I've been telling Hughes this for years. The reason I'm so high again on the lions the last few years is because all these players that we used to make starters and used to be, Oh, that's our guy. Once you add depth and once you add better players, they bump down a peg or two. Amir Abdullah was brought in here to be the the next Barry, the next great running back. And we knew off the get-go, probably after that first few preseason games where he shocked everybody that he was not going to be that. Well, now he doesn't have to be. He can be a third, fourth, even a fifth running back that still is way better than most teams' fifth. 
because you've bumped him down. Like, if he's our starter, I agree with you. I'm annoyed by his production, and yes, he doesn't have it. But does he have it as a third, fourth running back in the NFL? I think so. Okay. On this team, and I think I think he could be good somewhere else if he was gone there. Maybe he wasn't the guy, but he was number two, and he was used right. I think he could be good. Okay. Reasonable minds can differ. I can live with that. You're still my boy. We, we just disagree on this front. That's all there is to it. Okay. All right. Well, um, let me toss it to you. We got a couple more backs here, three more that I got here on my page. Pick out one. We got D-Wash, we got Blunt, and we got Zach Zinner. Well, let's do this. I mean, we know Blunt's going to be on the team. They obviously signed him. They're not going to cut him, so let's just skip him. No, really? Who's the- no, we're not skipping him. We're- so why do you throw it to me, man? LG, we-, we got you. We'll come back to him. Okay, pick someone else, Chris. Okay, well, let's put it this way. You're forgetting about our vaunted fullback, you know, rookie fullback, you know, Nick Bodden. You know, you know, we, we drafted him late. Are, are we going to keep him? That's my question to you. I'm going to throw him to you. What do you think? Rookie contract, what, sixth round? <laughs> Will we keep this guy as a fullback? <laughs> okay, I was waiting for the Grifka tagline. Will we keep him? Yes. Should we? No. No, that's that's you, a legitimate. You didn't deliver. You. That's a legitimate. You didn't deliver hey, at all. It was softball hey, to yourself. Whatever. You threw yourself a softball. <laughs> hey, those things. Those things are like eclipses, man. They don't happen often, but when they do, they're very special. So just don't be expecting it. You know. <laughs> Okay. Um, man, yeah, I didn't have Nick Bodden on the mind because he supposedly tore his knee off like a, like a month ago, and I haven't heard peep one since. And then I heard a rumbling the other day, oh, he might be all right. He's working out. He could be okay. Maybe uh, Matt Patricia isn't saying anything because this guy might play after all. I don't know. To me, he's a fullback. I didn't really love the pick, but then I saw pictures of this guy, and he's got the crazy hair. He's got the crazy eye black. He's a big old beast, and he says he likes to hit people, so... I really liked that about him. And I thought, Hey, if we can turn into a bit more smash mouth, whatever it takes. But yeah, I, I think he's either on IR or just, you know, practice squad or whatever for the year. I don't like Belor, the uh, linebacker turn fullback. I I've already seen what he can do and I'm not a fan. Um, I'd rather like him as a real depth linebacker, to be honest, but um, Nick Bodden, I'm fine with the, now that we drafted him, keeping him around, and I think he'll be a hammer, you know, once given the chance, but I don't know that you'll see anything from him this year. Okay. Okay. So uh, we'll go back to what we had. That was a little side note there, but uh, okay, uh, between Washington and Zenner, I mean, I don't think both are going to make the team. I think one of them will make the team. Um, If I was to choose between which one would make the team, you know, coming out of camp right now, based on if they were to keep Abdullah, you know, and they have Theo Riddick and Johnson in the in the mix. The guy I would have to say would be on the outside looking in would probably be Washington then. I mean, um, because what they would use him for, they would use Amir Abdullah for the exact same thing. So they're pretty much the same running back. So that means Zach Zenner would be in, in there once again. Um, you know, everybody loved him. You know, he's one of those guys. He, he shows like a flash here and there, but there has to be a reason why he's not starting or, you know, higher up the depth chart. But um, based on he's not starting because he's Zach Zenner. Hey, hey, I, I mean, this is the NFL. He's lucky to be on the team. Uh, hey, I, I agree with you. I, I see all these people clamoring for him. It's like Zach Zenner at 60 yards in the first half. How come they didn't give him the ball anymore? Because they put 10 guys in the box to stop Zach Zenner. OK, I mean, there's a reason why he's not getting the ball. But the same can be said for, you know, Washington. I mean, he's had those runs too. those tie on green last year. He had what 
60 yards against the Ravens. And, I'll, you know, he's cut. He's not even on the team anymore. But if there's one of those, like I said, between those two, if there's a guy I could see staying, it would be Zach Center. Simply because he has dual initials and he probably goes to all those Lions, you know, fundraisers, you know, when they play like when they play like at Oak Park High School against like the Oak Park Cops against the Detroit Lions, like Zach Center's like the big star that goes. So when everybody goes wild to get his autograph on their jersey and take pictures with him. So that's why that's why he'll make the team. Did did you just justify Zach Center saying he has double initials? Is that what you said? Yep, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That that factors in for you. <laughs> hey man, there's nothing wrong. With double initials, man. I'm I'm not double initials, but there's nothing wrong with it. It sounds cool. People go nuts, and you can make cool signs out of it, like Z Z Z. I'm going to sleep or something like that. I don't know. So, oh, Grifka, man, man, we gotta get you together, man. None of this stuff that you bring up matters, man. I'm looking at the numbers right here. I've got uh, D Wash as two years younger. He makes uh, half of what Zenner makes. He's locked up for an extra year longer than Zenner. Give me, give me D. Wash all day. To me, this guy looks like a physical specimen. Dwayne Washington looks like he's been in the league for about eight years, and it's just perfect running back prototype. He's shown flashes, and he's also just looked like a total bum after I got excited about this guy. Yeah, he's, he's but man. Yeah, him and I'm Amir Abdullah. Him. him and Amir Abdullah are the same running back. Amir Abdullah just makes more money. I mean, they may even be the same running back. They may even see, be the same person. Do you ever see them standing next to each other on the sideline? No. I mean, they could be the same running back. I mean, really. No. Grifka, have you watched the Lions? And Do I have to kick you off this podcast? Have you have you ever watched this team? Have you ever seen Dwayne Washington in a uniform? Yeah. And I, you have? Yeah, I've seen him. And, you think, and seen, you think he's a clone of Amir Abdullah? They do the exact, they do the exact same stuff. They do the exact same thing. I mean... Uh, they Griffin, are. They're the same. Dwayne back. Washington is six two, two hundred and almost thirty pounds. That you is, know what Amir Abdullah is. That has nothing to five. That has nothing what? to do with their skill sets. They have, I, you said they look the same. They're almost the same player. They're totally different. They do the exact same stuff. Like what? They do. What? They're both supposed to be like kind of workhorses. Neither one's supposed to be fast. They, they both have a little bit of quickness. They're both supposed to be both be quick kick returners. Ne- sorry, neither one of them really catches the ball that well out of the backfield. They do the exact same stuff. Oh my goodness, Grifka! If you even if you're not looking at size, but I have to note the fact that Amir Abdullah is five nine, like two hundred pounds. So this this Dwayne Washington, who you think is a clone? Is thirty pounds heavier, three inches taller, as and he's fast and physical, and he can catch. Like he's a totally different player than Amir Abdullah, and I love what I see from the guy. You know, Dwayne Washington. I think his vision is bad. Dwayne Dwayne Washington. I love what I see out of this guy, except his vision has been poor the last little bit. But you remember him breaking off kickoffs and breaking off big plays there for a bit, and then he went. I don't know, something went wrong. This guy's only 24 years old. I think he's a much better roll of the dice than Zach Center. And I don't think he's anywhere close to either the skill set or the type of player as of Amir Abdullah. Amir's a, a scat back, juke type runner. And D-Wash is a, is a one cut and go physical type. I mean, anyway, back to the point. Like, if you're asking me to pick between the two, I already broke down the reasons. Two years younger, half the contract. Dwayne Washington's making 600 k this year. I love what he brings in the side. We don't have another running back with his size and, and 
type of ability. Like, give me D-Wash all day. Okay. I mean, the dollar values you're talking here are – they're they're in – what am I – in salary cap-wise, they're pretty much in the same bucket. We're not talking, you know, Dwayne Washington's salary against what Garrett Blunt is making. We're talking, you know, they're only a few hundred thousand off. I mean, you're not that, – that's, that's what it is. I mean, you can talk age. You can talk whatever. I mean, you're like, oh, he makes this amount less. Yeah, it's only a couple hundred thousand. And the whole the whole salary cap scheme of the NFL, that's peanuts. It really is. It matters, Griffith. In any other sport, yeah, it doesn't matter. You pay anybody anything you want. You have all these crazy huge contracts. Every little bit in the NFL matters, man. I'm telling you. Like, you can't look at, oh, it's a couple million. Like, that, no, you that's said, what makes and hey, breaks an said, NFL team. You said couple million. Yeah, now a couple million is a little different. A couple million is a little different than a couple hundred thousand. Zach Zenner, I broke it down for you. Zach Zenner, let me pull it up again here. Okay. He makes like a like one point five, and D Wash makes like six hundred. That's six hundred thousand. That's half a mil. That's once again, that's that's peanuts in the NFL in the NFL salary cap. Hey, I don't want. I, I still want to be bros with you after this, so we're just gonna stop right here once again. Reasonable minds can differ. Okay, let's move on. We, we let's, let's, no, let's, we can't. We can't end every argument like that. And I'm not hot, Griff. Are you hot? Do you want to? We got to slug this out after. What? No, man, we're bros, man. We're, we'll keep it like that. Okay, hey, man. I'm totally good. Hey, man, but, but I'm totally here you know, to fight you. Hey, when you, know, you want to keep you know we're just ZZ doing over a big old guy hey. like D Wash, and you don't even know you're acting like Amir and D Wash are twins. It's not even close. I'm saying their skill sets the same thing. Amir Abdullah is not a scat back. That's what they got Theo Riddick for. Theo Riddick was the scat back. Amir Abdullah was supposed to be between the tackles, you know, break it off. You know, he wasn't Javid Best. Javid Best wasn't – he was more of a scat back than Amir Abdullah. Amir Abdullah, he ran at Nebraska. He wasn't a scat back. He was up between the tackles, everything like that. That's what he was supposed to be. That's what he was supposed to be when he came, came to Detroit because they already had Theo Riddick. That's that's what it was supposed to be your thunder and lightning type thing. That's what that's what that was. So if you got Dwayne Washington, yeah, I just, that, he's heavier. I just... I'm sorry, he's bigger. Yeah, he's bigger. Whatever. But if he does, oh, the, I'm if, and he's fast. But if he does catch. the exact same skill set, why would you keep two guys that do the exact same thing? Because they're both got way more upside and are way more NFL talents than Zach Zenner. I mean, as much as I love what Zach Zenner produced. He's hey. going to go be a doctor somewhere. Good for him. Hey, I'm not calling Zach Zenner the next Barry Sanders. I'm not calling him the next Billy Sims. Hell, I'm not even calling him the next Ron Rivers, you know. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, if the guy has a – there was a reason why Dwayne Washington was behind Zach Zenner on, on, on the field. There was. And it wasn't because Dwayne Washington had by it, I say. There had to be something that the coaches saw that we didn't see. I mean, yeah, I I agree, but we're talking dollars and cents, ages, and talking about roster construction. So, okay, you're you're keeping double Z for his initials, and I'm keeping a big old beast at six three, two hundred, and has upside. So, if they cut, just out of curiosity, if they cut Zach Zenner, what's his dead money? What do they still owe him? Uh, I don't know if I have that in front of me, but I mean, I thought it was zero. So, if they cut Dwayne Washington, what do they owe him? Zach Zenner has a cap hit of a mil. Uh, I I don't know. D Wash has got like I said, he's got he's to twenty twenty. So you know if you cut so him, spaced out over a couple years or whatever. You have a little bit more, but anyway, uh, 
I'm just thinking like putting together the, like you're saying they have the same skill set. I'm saying like, I'm looking at trying to find five or what, probably going to keep five, would you say five or six? I mean, it depends on if, got, it depends on if they keep that fullback. Full if, if they keep the fullback, yeah. then, I mean, that's what <clears> we're looking at there. So I do want to talk about Garrett Blum, but if I'm keeping five backs, I'm thinking I feel pretty good with carry on Garrett. Theo, Amir, Dewash, just from an athletic size youth standpoint, and you're not you're not killing yourself with any of those contracts. I mean, to me that that's just the that's the bigger swing instead of keeping Zach Center because he's decent on special teams and because he can um, he can you know make a few hard yards here or there, which I know is part of the NFL. Like that's the other thing we're not really talking about today or looking at is. Yeah, when it really comes down to roster time, you do almost need a gunner, more you know, guy on the kick team, rather than what could D. Wash be? Was he the guy we saw glimpses of his first year, or is he the bum we've had the last year where he just couldn't couldn't make plays? I mean, I don't know, okay. but I'm just telling you that's kind of my setup. So let's jump into to LG Garrett Blunt. To me, I was surprised when I pulled him up. Um, you know, he had all that talk when he first signed. Oh, he signed for one year, $5 million. You know, what a terrible contract. And then everybody dug down, and it was really $2 million with a bunch of incentives. Right. So I got it here on my sheet is too flat for this year with all those, you know, and performance bonuses and stuff mixed in. 31 years old, though, but, man, I was listening to something recently, and I guess LeGarrette Blunt, for as big as he is, which let me pull up his size again. His size is ridiculous. I think he's like 6'4". 240 does that sound right to you yeah he's a big boy so like that's way bigger and way more physical than we've ever you know we've ever had in a Lions uniform for a long time and uh the contract's not bad the age isn't great but I when I was listening they said he's got the best elusive rating which is like a new rating by pro football focus the last like I think it was three years something like that which is crazy to think because everybody paints him as this banger, but really he can bang a little bit, but he's really actually good at making people miss and breaking tackles when you, when you look at it. What do you, what are you thinking about uh, Garrett Blunt, Grifka? Yeah, I was kind of that same way when, um, when they first announced it. I was like, we signed him for what? At his age? And then, like you said, once you know, it got out, it's like, no, it's this, and that's an incentive that you could reach that. I was, I was happier with this signing. To be honest with you, I was happier with this signing the amount they paid, the way they structured the contract, than when the Lions signed Reggie Bush, what they did with him in his contract. His was more guaranteed money than it was, you know, you know, incentive-wise. So I really like what they did with this. This guy, obviously with his age, and um, I remember him at Oregon, and that Oregon offense they ran at that time was still a little more. It was, it was more, it was spread, and so yeah, he did. He was elusive there for a big guy. He wasn't just the guy that would just give him the dive and run up the middle. You know, he was he, he did have he did have quick feet there as well. So to hear that stat that you just said, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. Maybe it's it surprised me more with his age. You'd think maybe somebody a little, a little younger would you know would have a better rating than him. But um, I could see that out of this guy. I mean, if he plays hard, if he wants to be here, um, and then I love the signing, especially you know, like you said, at at um, the two mil this year, they're obviously not going to cut him, so you're not going to have any dead cap, you know, because they want this guy around. But um, you're right. I mean, he is getting a little longer in the tooth for running back, but um, I'm not quite for sure. You know, I know he split time in a lot of places, but I don't know if that means he still has a lot of tread on his tire or not. But um, I love the sign, especially right. at the two million. 
especially what they did to make him to make him want to earn that extra three million. I could see this guy getting the ball a lot. So, right, and you hit a lot of great points. So the one I want to focus on just for a second is like, you know, my thing with Lou Garrett Blunt has always been his attitude, and you know, does he play hard? But since he's come here, you know, just the want to be here, the love for Matt Patricia, the um, you know, he's won a couple Super Bowls recently, so he brings that leadership. So all those things roped into the two million, and uh, not having to worry about oh, is this a human just bank his paychecks? I don't have that worry with LG, and I think um, between him and and our two lead backs, and if you, in my world, if you have those other guys all working as both, um, you know, pass catchers, scat backs, and also you know maybe the roll of the dice on Dwayne Washington, to me, man. Best best running back group we've had in a bit, and I still don't think it's that great. Maybe compared to some other squads out there, but uh, as long as we can get some yards, maybe a big play here or there. And what I want is the play act. I want to be able to run it enough to where we can fake that run and throw the football downfield. And I think Lear Blunt, just the worry about him running up the middle or or having the feet like you talked about, and the new rookie and people we have. And, and like you said, we ran down all these contracts. I mean, the the top guy in the group is is Legarrette Blunt at two million bucks. Everybody else is either on a rookie deal or a, a low contract. So we definitely are are doing kind of the Patriot way or the new NFL way, which is keep them all young, keep them all cheap, rotate them in, and hope hungry. that you can produce. You they got to be hungry. That's that's what I think the Patriot way. They get a lot of guys that are hungry. Yeah. They want to win. I mean, they have that. They have that. Um, the Patriots have that mantra now. It's just like, they're always going to be good. You know, I have a better chance of winning with them. So you get those older guys who maybe haven't won yet or they want one more chance to it. So they go there and they go get the ring. I'm not saying Detroit's obviously nowhere near that yet, but maybe these guys like that, you know, you know, like Garrett Blunt can lead other guys, you know, to this team that, you know, want that. It's like, Hey, yeah, we got this. And we got this mantra that, you know, these guys are going to win. They're going to be good. So, I really like that signing, like I said, especially at the price tag. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, well, cool, man. We we definitely broke down those running backs from top to bottom, had, had some good back and forth. And um, it's really going to be – the reason I picked it right off the get-go here is I feel like it's – we've talked about it before and I'm going to continue to talk about it. I think it's one of the top two most important position groups on this team. And everybody knows it. Everybody knows you want to get better in the run game. And I think they're they're working towards doing that. So, Grifka, we went pretty long on the running backs. We, we said we we're going to talk D-line, which is our DTs and our DNs. What I'm thinking we should do right now is I'll kind of run through some of the main players, and then we can kind of just focus on if any big contracts jump out, if anybody uh, we really want to see this year, rather than going player by player. What do you think? That's perfect right there, because there's really only – Based on who that got, there's really only a couple guys I think we really feel we need to talk about here. So, you know, because there's a lot of guys that have cheap contracts right now with these guys. So, yeah, you know, so, yeah, let's let's do that. We'll talk about a few main guys from their contracts where we think we should be with them. So I understand that. All right. Let me run through a couple of our main DTs here, and then you can kind of rebut the whole group and kind of give your um, infinite words of wisdom, Grifka, from there. So we've yeah. got we got Big A, Sean. Only 23 years old, signed a four-year deal for only five million total as a rookie. He's locked up here to 2020. He's only making a mill and some change this year. We brought in Sylvester Williams, 
bit older, 29 years old. He's on a one-year deal with a decent number, especially for a DT in regards to contract-wise. 3.5 is what it says here. I'm sure there's ability to get out or some, some clauses in there, but that jumps out a little bit to me. Um, another guy that I think isn't on our radar but is going to need to be is this guy we drafted last year. Jeremiah Ledbetter, 24 years old. He's kind of like a DT that can move outside as well, inside-outside guy. He's only making 600000 this year. We've got him until 2021, so I'd really like to see some things from him this year. I didn't really see or remember much last year. And let me see. Nobody else is jumping off here from a DT perspective. So when we go out to the edges – we got we got Ziggy out there. Ziggy listed here as 29 years old. I know people always <laughs> joked about that question mark, um, but I think he's, you know, he's right in that range. If he, I feel like he plays younger than 29, to be honest, making a big 17 million bucks this year on a one-year franchise type deal. Cornelius Washington, 28 years old, brought him in last year. Didn't see much. Making almost $3 million. To me, he's a guy you need to see some more from. You got Deshaun Hand at only 22 years old, making 700000 as a uh, um, inside-outside type guy that we're hoping for some decent things from. And you got Anthony Zettel out there on the edge at 25, only making six hundred. I think he was uh, in the, I want to say, fifth round when we took him. And uh, have him for a couple more years. So those are some of the main players. Kerry Hyder, um, 27. You know, he gave us that one good year. This this number really jumped out to me. I know I'm throwing a bunch of names and numbers at you, Grifka, but Kerry Hyder. What would you guess his contract is? If you you might have looked at it earlier, but do you remember I what think, it was? I think he was roughly making what like like right around like 600 or something like that. He was pretty cheap. Yeah, 500k, which to me was surprising because I thought we'd either brought him in or that he'd be making, you know, the couple mil or even more than that as like a guy that, yeah, he produced a year, but I didn't like his age or his number, but yeah, I don't mind him at all for that. And I I hope he has a bounce back here, even though Achilles is terrible. So those are some of the main players. You can mention some other guys if you want, if I didn't uh, hit on them, but kind of go through starting with DTs, what numbers you like, who you're keeping, who you're expecting a lot from. Um, I'm really expecting uh, Ashawn Robinson to make a jump this year. Um, I'm, I believe what they're going to need him to do. Um, I mean, he was decent last year, showed some flashes as, you know, as a rookie. There was a couple times it looks like he got pushed around a little bit, you know, but um, I think that's more of going against guys that have been in the league for a while and have better tech, you know, know the technique, know what to do to get, um, you know, to, I want to say for lack of a better term, trick people, to, you know, to get the leverage. You know, but I'm expecting him, you know, they always say that that jump from a rookie to the second year, that's like your biggest jump. So I'm expecting big things out of him, especially on his rookie contract. If he can produce like they, like everybody's hoping he produces, what he makes, I mean, that's obviously, you know, we're sitting in tall cotton right there because he's he's obviously, he's the guy. You know, he should, he should be the guy that they hopefully build around for the future, especially where they got him in the second round. Um, Sylvester Williams. I mean, I believe he's going to be. Oh, a hold guy. on, hold on. So, oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm I think sorry. He, I think you said A. Sean. I think in yeah. the D we got to call him A. Hey, Sean. Okay, go, <laughs> go ahead. A. Sean. Hey, Sean. <laughs> okay. Um, Sylvester Williams once again brought this guy in. Um, obviously, with they needed somebody with uh, Haloni Nada going um, to Philadelphia. 
Uh, Sylvester Williams, I mean, he showed flat. He showed some stuff in Denver. I mean, I've heard some things about him. You know, I've read some things. He might have a little bit, you know, a little bit, you know, a guy that takes plays off here and there. You know, maybe a little bit lazy here and there. That's just what I've heard. I haven't seen it. You know, I haven't seen a whole lot of the guy just based on what I've read on the guy. Um, like you said, his contract though, three point five. Um, from what I, it seems like what I've read on, there's not a whole lot of incentive laden thing though. I mean, three point five. It sounds like what that's what he's gonna get. It's not one of those, it's not one of those LeGarrette Blunt, you know, it's like, oh, this guy's only making actually 1.5 and he can get up to 3.5. No, he's all here for the whole 3.5. Generally, guys like that, like how me and you were talking before, I'm kind of more worried about, are you just here for the paycheck? You know, just, you know, put one year in, show a little bit of flash, say, well, you know, I was better at here. I want to go sign somewhere else after this. Um, A good thing for him, though, is the coaching staff went and sought sought him out. You know, they brought in some space eaters, and they thought he was the best guy. I think he's a former second rounder. Yeah. Um, And they definitely picked him more so than he was already here, and they're just kind of stuck with him. So I think that's going for him. Yeah. So, but like you said, with his contract at 3.5, is it it decent? I mean, I don't think they overpaid for him. Um, Like I said, I'm just more worried about, like, him, there's no incentive behind it. You know, he's, he's going to get his money. He's going to show up every Tuesday and grab his check. You know, that's, that's always kind of one thing I worry about guys when there's not too many incentives in the contract. And um, for the last, like you said, last one, um, Jeremiah Ledbetter, he's cheap, you know, um, hopefully it's another one of those things where the coaches can turn him into something a little more. Cause based on, you know, those three guys, you know, that we're talking about right now, I know we've had this discussion before. Could they go bring in somebody else? They, they may do that later, but, if those are going to be your three main guys, I don't mind their contracts. I'm just once again worried about, like I said, the Williams contract, you know, not a whole lot of incentive in it. It sounds like, you know, he's going to show up every, I don't think he's going to be, like you said, going to be the guy that to, to come in and just come get his check every Tuesday. But you know, if, if something starts to go a little South, he could be that guy. Do you think, what, do you think Ledbetter can do anything or is he just going to wash out? Honestly, he, if honestly, I think he's going to be more of a depth guy, maybe a rotational guy. Um, if they go get somebody else, you know, he's going to, he's going to be one of those healthy scratches, you know, he, yeah. he could do I remember that, but... like when they drafted him, he didn't have very high marks. He was kind of like, Oh yeah, he's a versatile lineman, but nobody was very high on him. But what's crazy to me as you're going through, or when I was going through, we really have no depth at DT. I mean, I know we focus on the edges of like, who's going to rush the passer off the edge. Like yeah. We have two guys that are one that's got upside one that's old. And like you said, just kind of a space eater and one guy that we don't think is going to make plays. Like I just don't see any other guys here unless they, they're going to drop hand and Zettel inside a lot more. I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't know where your inside rushing and run stopping is going to come from. Yeah. And like you said, if it, they may do that. If we don't know what the defense is going to look like. It might, they may not want to go with like that Patriots defense where they had that big, just that big rock in the middle that nobody can move, you know, Vince Wolfolk, you know, if they're expecting Sylvester Williams to be that, I don't know. They might want that defensive line. That's like quick, you know, how the, you know, the New York giants, when they get into passing downs, they call it their four DNs where they just, mm-hmm. the whole defensive line, just quick and get around the inside. If they're, if maybe they're trying to shoot for that. I, I don't know. Maybe they will run more of a three, four where you need just one, one guy in the middle taking up space and everybody's coming off the edge to try to get things. But you're right. That's I true. was looking at the same thing. I'm just like, gosh, you're right. Do they need to go sign a, you know, Jonathan Hankins, Alan Branch, you know, Ricky Jean, Francois. I, I don't know because I, when I was running through this stuff, I'm like, that's all they got for DT. I mean, after that, you're looking at what Christian Ringo, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Toby Johnson. I mean, I mean, this, you're right. The, none of those guys, no, none of those guys put the fear in me of, you know, of a pass rush or anything coming up the middle. 
No, but real quick, since we are talking contracts, one thing, remember, you probably remember my phone call years ago when I was all hyped up with Nick Fairley and Adamican Sue in the middle. I was like, oh, we're going to wreak havoc. This is incredible. <laughs> and and I, I still, like, that day and in general thought that because they were both highly touted penetrating DTs. But what I didn't know back then was I didn't look at roster construction based on money like we're talking about today. Like, I don't care what production and Dominican Sue had I was so ready to move on after at the end there because in my NFL in my world you can't pay a DT 10 plus million bucks unless they're absolutely you know the best defensive player in the game you know like Aaron Donald might get otherwise I like having these no name low contract guys and yeah hopefully you can get some push and penetration but I'm kind of glad we don't have our money sitting there in DTs because DTs don't make plays. Like a good DT makes six sacks if he's lucky, right? Right. You know, eight, yeah. eight if he's a stud. You know, that's not the production I want to be paying a bunch of money to. So I guess we have that going for us. And like you said, maybe Sly could play in the middle, shade Ashawn over to a side, and then have edge rushers out wider or coming from all angles. You know, that might be a better – setups and thinking we got to have two guys that are both 310 pounds in the middle there so i'm i'm cool with it to be honest but yeah i would i wouldn't mind a, a veteran depth piece that could just make me feel a little bit better about him but sorry to break in go ahead and talk some dns or rebut on the dts if you want no i i'm i'm glad i'm glad we agree on what we're looking at d tackles here i mean more so than you know, I yeah, I always know like what they say, good TV or good radio is a lot of banter back and forth like we have with like we had with the running backs. But no, I, I like this me and me and you on D tackles sound you know pretty much on the same wavelength there. Um, let's let's jump down to DNs right now. You know, since I don't think you know, no use like continue to push something we both agree on. But DNs, um, let's start with uh like Ziggy. I mean, obviously this is a make or break year. Um, I was reading something the other day. They're like um. How is it going to be, you know, good or bad? You know, it would be good to sign him now, you know, just in case he does go off and have a Reggie White year or something like that, you know, because then obviously we're not going to want, we're not going to want to pay what he actually wants. So I don't know. I still think this is one of those things. If he has one of those years, you know, and he wants a boatload of money, okay, it was nice having you. See you later. I mean, just that's based on, you know, just his, his injury history, you know. I mean, yeah, he had what um, was eleven sacks last year, or something like that. But most of them came against really crappy offensive tackles in three games, you know. And he was non-existent, at, and you know, in the other games. I mean, part of it was due to his, you know, his, his injury. But I mean, what he had three against the Giants, and I think the Giants had a, like a cardboard cutout of a of a of a mascot out there at left tackle against him. And I think it was when the, the Packers, he had like three sacks against the Packers, but one of it was like the offensive tackle was hurt. So they put like a garbage can out there or something. It, it doesn't matter. I mean, so that's, that's my one worry about Ziggy. It's just like, he performed really well against some really average to below average tackles. And he got his numbers up, but he was non-existent in a lot of other games. So if it's one of those things, if he has a blowout year has, you know, like, you know, 12, 14 sacks, a bunch of tackles for loss. He's always in the quarterback's face, and all of a sudden he wants to be paid. Like, you know, he's like the greatest defensive end. See you later. That, that's how I would look at it right there. Do I want to take the chance to sign big money for him right now? I wouldn't because, once again, we have no. there's no incentive for him to go out there and play then. He's going to make his money. He signed for a long-term deal. I mean, he's going to have a hangnail and, like, want to take the day off. You know, so that's my worry about Ziggy right there. 
Here, hold on. I got to break in on a couple of things, Griska. First of all, everybody that's listening out there to the Kool Aid cast, I want you all to take, you can go back through our archives and listen and, and keep track of every time Griska brings up Reggie White because <laughs> it's, it's, it's a classic. It's another Griska go to anytime a defensive player is good. Oh, he's a Reggie White. He's good as Reggie White. I don't think it's Reggie White coming off the edge. It's unbelievable, Griffka. I, I bet you at least have five to seven of those already in the podcast. I do. Uh, I do. And, and when we talk linebackers, you're going to be hearing a lot of Lawrence Taylor out of me too, okay? There we go. <laughs> Brian so. Erlacher, that's your boy too. You love him. <laughs> hey, the guy was – oh, that's right. That doesn't make me a real Lions fan because I can't respect other players on their own division. So that's, that's you, already confessed your, you already confessed your love for Brett Favre. Uh, personally on the podcast, everyone you sort should, of hates you already for that. You, that's fine. I, I don't should, mind you should, see I, a, you, you should see a shrine to him in my basement, okay? There's a whole little Brett Favre corner with candles, you know. Oh, no uh, doubt. So. I, I, I have no doubt in my mind because, uh, like you said, the guy made plays, and I don't see anything wrong with it. But your your love fest you had for him a few shows ago was pretty good. The other thing I want the people to look out for is this is like the third time, Grifka, on this podcast that you've teased – the other Grifkaism, which is the, will he make a bunch of sacks? Yes. And then you did not follow through. You got to give the people what they want. Okay. <laughs> I want at least one per show where you give, you give that classic go-to. Uh, we got to make that happen. Okay. The other thing I want to say is like, when I looked at this age for Ziggy, 29, $17 million, like I'm sitting here thinking as you're talking, like, I've always been a proponent. Me and Hughes have went back and forth of like, should we give him? And I'm always on the, yeah, pay the man. It's hard to find DNs. And he's always been like, ah, if he wants a bunch of money, let him walk. Who cares? Now that I'm looking at like 29, I'm almost thinking in my head, what do you do? Do you give him like two-year deal for a bunch of money and hopes he takes it? Because I don't know that I'm even comfortable giving him four or five years at that at that age unless he absolutely blows up. But I don't think of him as 29, right? I'm looking at him going, man, this guy feels like a 26-year-old guy to me yeah. when I see him on the field. I mean, he was, dra- he was drafted a little older because, um, you know, when he went to college and when um, going to BYU, I think he was on one of those uh, one of those missions or whatever like while he was yeah. there. So, I mean, yeah, he was a little older. So, yeah, when I saw his age, too, it's just like, dang, really? thinking Because you think Matt Stafford's only 30 and Ziggy Ants is 29. And it's just like yeah. Stafford's been around, you know, like it seems like forever, Decade. you know, and, yeah. and Ansa, it's like maybe because it was of his injuries. But, I mean, I'm in agreement here. I I can't see giving this guy big time money five years when he's 29, even if he blows yeah. up. You know, I just I can't see it. The other thing, Ziggy, no offense, the reason that we like are surprised by your age and don't feel like you've been around as much or as long is because – you're not out there very much. And uh, so we don't see you that often. So when we don't see you that often. We don't think you've been here that long when you've really been here longer and you're older. So this is the year, man. You got to produce. And uh, to me, that that's another quick point I want to bring up of when we're looking at ages and contracts. It's almost the reason you skew away from those 25, 24-year-olds um, unless they're absolute freak talents because by the time they're getting to this stage or getting to a second contract – you know, I guess a DN can probably play till his, you know, early, like 33, 34-ish is kind of where I'd be seeing they're probably going to tail off. So it's not like he's going to be done tomorrow, but that's why we go back to carry on and being so excited at 21. You can maybe get two running back contracts out of the guy when you get him at 21. If he's at 23, 24, maybe not. So, so yeah. 
any work the uh, work the rest of the uh, DNs for me. We kind of broke in there, but right. I gotta I gotta you know the people out there, Griff, gotta they want to hear the lines and they they just love your throwbacks to the 1990s. Hey, that's what Lions football was. Lions football back in the 90s. Um, but anyways, uh, let's let's just go through the real quick ones here. The guys that we know are going to make the team that I love their contracts basically because they're cheap. Um, I know we've discussed like Zettel and Hyder before. Um, my biggest worry with these guys, I mean, they're cheap. You know, they're going to, I mean, they're cheap. They're young. Um, I, I don't want to call Kerry Hyder an injury, you know, obviously an injury risk every year simply because, because a lot of times Achilles are just freak injuries right there. Um, but um, I'm afraid like Zettel and Hyder, they just may be other guys, you know, like how we talk about, they're just guys on the roster. I mean, they might have a good game here or there, but you really don't have to defense. You don't have to um, really play in your offensive line to like, okay, we're going to have to like chip this guy or we're going to have to give this guy extra protection. You know, I'm thinking that's, that's my worry about those guys that they, they just may be like just other guys. And I know that's what me and you have talked about. You know, the Lions do have a little bit of salary cap money out there. I think they still got roughly like 9 million left, um, you know, to maybe go get somebody, even though there's not a whole lot out there. Um, like I said, I just worry that those guys are just other guys. Um, now hand, once again, rookie contract. He's young. I remember when this guy was supposed to be the number one recruit in the nation. I think he just got caught up in the uh, Alabama pipeline of like everybody on that team supposed to be going to the pros. So, but he never really busted out like anybody really expected to. So hopefully they can coach him up and um, he can either he can be that guy that dumps down to the middle because I know he did that at Alabama a little bit, jumped down a little bit, um, maybe be that other D tackle. But just those guys' salaries right there. I mean, they're all pretty cheap. Um, but um, the one um, I kind of always kind of wonder about is you hear a lot of things about, you know, you know, Cornelius Washington, you know, he's only, he's not making a whole lot. Well, like what around like 3.5, I think is what it was. Um, but still, I mean, it seems like when people question, it's just like, you know, everybody questions, is this guy going to make the team? Does this guy have a place? And I'm just like, always thinking, I'm just like, well, he doesn't make a whole lot of, a whole lot of scratch. I mean, as, as other people, I mean, I guess, are, the, are they expecting Kerry Hyder to have that bounce back year, kind of like he had the year a couple of years ago? Um, but if anything, I, I think for what this for what Cornelius Washington makes, he brings good depth. Um, I, w- I would like to see him stay around on the roster myself. Um, what do you think about the, uh, the DNs, Derek? Yeah, I'm with you there, Griff. I kind of ran through. I, I guess the only guy I want to make a quick comment on is Sean Hand. Like, there's a few guys I listen to on some other shows that are uh, draft experts and they really are not high on the guy. They say he's, he's not a very good athlete. He's uh, slow. He's um, never produced in college, you know, was a high recruit, but hasn't done anything since. So I listen to those guys, but I'm like on the other side of the coin. Like I think kind of echoing what you said that, yeah, he didn't produce Alabama, but he was probably to be, you know, more of a, either a rusher. Or I've seen some explosive highlights of him. So I think that, we have to sort of be high on this guy. And I knew the lions from day one, I'd heard all these rumblings. Oh, the lions might be in for Deshaun hand. Oh, the lions met with Deshaun hand. Oh, all of a sudden the lions trade up for Deshaun hand. So I, I connect all those dots and I think they have a plan for this guy and we might be pleasant. I agree with you too. I mean, there's not a bunch of playmakers on the edge here. We already talked about the guys in the middle so this is an area of concern. Another reason we brought it up today and wanted to talk about it. So Grifka, with all that being said, man, here we are. We've had a great talk, talking dollars and cents. Uh, kind of bring us around on your end. Tell us, uh, wrap it all together. 
what you're thinking about running backs and the defensive line in regards to their contracts and what you're thinking for 2018. Um, especially with running backs, I love where we are with the salary cap. I don't think we've overspent on, on any of them. I think we're in a good position with that, especially with like the years we have left on the contract where they're at. I know we um, had, a, had a little different opinion like on Theo Riddick you know, based on what he brought to the table, what he was making, and which is fine, you know, which is good. But I still don't think what his cap hit is against the team. It's I don't think it's that bad, especially for what he brings the team. Um, and with LeGarrette Blunt, you know, the incentive-laden contract, you know, I really like that. It doesn't hurt this team. It doesn't strap us at all. It doesn't, you know, put it hamstring us. It doesn't you know, really, you know, corner, you know, doesn't paint the lines in a corner at all. Um, as for uh, D-line, D-ends, this is another one of those things. I mean, as we look at it, they got a lot of cheap guys. I mean, there's no, there's no Aaron Donald's on the team. There's no, you know, and Dominic and Sue's, you know, those guys make a, a lot of money, a bunch of money, you know, which is fine. You know, good for them. Congratulations. You know, go get paid. Um, but um, hopefully the guys they got, like you said, that they, they really, they hunted out Sylvester Williams and, you know, looked at him and, you know, looked at him, even though his, his contract isn't really incentive late, and they must have seen something in him to want to bring him in, especially for that price for the 3.5. And um, and I know Ansa, like we said, his age, um, injury history. It's the one year um, the one year contract with the um, you know, with um, him being the uh, franchise player, and um, just based on his injury history, I can't see extending this guy big money out five years. But um, based on where we're at right now. I mean, we're still we're still okay. The Lions are still okay with the cap, and I know we have some other positions we need to go through. Um, I'd still like to see them maybe get another defensive tackle, and hopefully, you know, they have a plan to you know get guys off the edge, and maybe they got big plans for Kerry Hyder. So that's where I'm at with this team. Where are you at, Derek? Well, cool, man. And Griff, we're wrap up this segment. Everybody out there on listening to Kool Aid Cast, uh, we want to encourage you again. Uh, we're just starting this series on dollars and cents, so we're going to take a, an offensive side and a defensive side and try to get through these before we uh, head to training camp. So, um, our next episode, we're going to try to hit on. Um, I think we're going to hit on probably tight ends and safeties, Grifka. We might have uh, the Big Hughes join us for that one. Um, and if we keep keep an eye on your podcast feed, everybody, because we might be doing a couple extra shows uh, rather than just our normal once a week um, to get through these and we'll give you guys more content. Please uh, go to DetroitKoolAid.com and, and check out the website we're building. Uh, again, just kind of starting all this from from scratch and working our way up. So having a bunch of fun with it and, and love talking football with you guys. Uh, so like we do every week, we got right into it. We talked uh, a good amount of time uh, this time about contracts, ages, roster construction, and we'll be coming back at you soon. So everybody, thank you for the support. Kool-Aid cast, we're checking out. Later. Drink it in, man.